Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG, wanna see with G? We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. Blazer. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another wonderful edition of the Blazer Gang podcast. I'm your host, Boyd Urban. Back from a hiatus or after a bad burger incident, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. It's been a busy week for us here at Blazer Gang as we're forming partnerships all across town, getting ready for these playoffs coming up next week. With things changing so quickly, make sure you follow us on Facebook as Blazer Gang, on Twitter at Blazer underscore gang, and on Instagram as official Blazer Gang, so you can stay up to date on all the news for the new and restocked clothing designs we got going on and information about our viewing parties coming up for the playoffs. And if you take a moment, whether you're on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Music, hit that like and subscribe button. We feel nice, warm, and cozy inside when we see those things. Here with me at Henry V Events today, Sunday, April 7th, we have our resident statistician, Wang. How you doing, man? Fantastic. It's uh, raining outside, but I got my shorts on still because we're hitting that spring-summer transition. I thought you had your shorts on still because you're still recovering from from Friday night. Well, yeah, I'm still recovering <laughs> from Friday night, but, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> There's two stories. And we do have two stories. We have a couple know. stories, man. <laughs> Alongside Wang, we have none other than Mr. Blazergonian himself. Dre, what's up, man? Man, it's busy right now, man. Real busy. Playoffs mm-hmm. approaching. Um, just got our shirts officially inside of the Lloyd Center at Cultural Blends. Check so it y'all out. Go check, check it out. out, man. It's right next to the famous Caramel Corn store. So if you if you follow your nose, you'll be able to follow and see where Cultural Blends is. <laughs> um, we're gonna have the hot, hot beast mentality Nurkit shirts mm-hmm. in the mall by Tuesday. Put out by Portland Inc. Also, y'all got to check out Portland Inc. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Make sure y'all follow them, man. Solid dudes. Solid company. Great work. You know what I'm saying? They Mm -hmm. do a lot of printing on all type of different garments. Everything's here made here in Portland. Made here in Portland. You know what I'm saying? Like, great company. the economy. Good work, too. They do solid work, man. Solid dudes to work with. Um... Have fun at Spirit of 77 this past Friday. Yeah, Had that a was blast. Dope. That, that was, was dope. too much Packed house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Portland Inc. joined us. Mm-hmm. Um, had a nice little business meeting with them. I talked to the people at Spirit of 77. We're actually going to be doing all of the home viewing games there for the playoffs, which is fun. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's right next to the Motor Center. So we feel that energy. Exactly. You, you know? can practically hear it. Yeah. And, and me and Boy got something planned for y'all, too. We're going to be doing some uh, interviews outside of the Motor Center, oh, yeah. correct? Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a blast, man. So we'll be out there interviewing fans. First game of the playoffs, you know, so that's going to be a blast. Also, we'll be doing all of the uh, away viewing parties at Alberta Abbey Theater, man. Shout out to Alberta Abbey. You can Mm -hmm. follow them on Instagram, Alberta Abbey PDX. The spot's going to be located at 126 Northeast Alberta Street in Portland, 97211. So y'all stay tuned, stay updated. We got a lot going on. A lot of things can change, but make sure you stop by the Lloyd Center, check out our shirts, and come come mess with us at the viewing parties. Hell yeah. Those things are going to be a blast. And, and we'll make sure and get all of that information out on social media to remind you guys as well. Oh, and uh, even, I forgot, man, I got to put this out there too, man. 
some 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 breaking news. So I haven't even reported it anywhere yet, but inside of our uh, staff chat, we are going to be helping Ennis Cantor put on a youth basketball camp for ages nine to eighteen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so first. We're hitting all the districts, Portland District, Clackamas District. You know what I'm saying? Boys mm -hmm. and Girls Club. We're bringing as many kids as we want to. Free, free, free. It's a free basketball camp. Ennis is going to be putting it on. It's going to be a blast. We uh trying to the tentative time is uh May 4th, but it really depends on when the playoff ends. Uh we're still solidifying a location for it, but it's going to be totally a blast, man. It's going to be super fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and speaking of Ennis, let's get into some uh, recent news here from this last week. I saw uh, he had a little interview, and listen to this quote. I believe in this team. I think this, is a, this team is a championship team. I think the team has enough talent to be any team on the floor. We just need to stay together and go from here. Hey, stay together, man. So, you know, resign one more year with us. You right. know, wait for some of those contracts to come off the books, and then we'll shoot you your long-term deal. Hey, do what Boogie did. Take, <laughs> yeah. take the one-year mid-level, and we'll get you. We got your back, hey, bro. Man, we'll yeah. get you your buddy, man. It, hey. it and it does sound like he he wants he wants to stay here for yeah. the long term. With the way he like all indications, said that, yeah. yeah. Hey, did you see his face when Mark yeah. Mason introduced him? Oh man, oh, <laughs> that man. was hilarious. <laughs> He wasn't and, ready and, for that, And man. Terry Sods, too, was like, what? Yeah, and then he retweeted it. He was like, this is why I call Portland home. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully so, it's home for a long time. Hey, man, much respect to him and his manager, man. Solid individuals, for real. Hey, speaking of that, he actually wore the Rise Above t-shirt, yeah, too, it, man. He was looking nice in that, too. You know what I'm saying? That, long, that elongated t-shirt hoodie. You know, yeah. he wore that walking into the Rose Garden after they road trip, man. So, like I said, man, much respect and love, man, to Ennis and his agent, his his manager, man, Hank. So, I want to give one more shout out to Mason for getting the accent down too. Oh, right, <laughs> man, that man, was, was, I thought that was you, some like someone from Turkey, like right. Man. That same thing when he does when he did the uh, uh, Bosnian one with Nurk. Yeah, you know? and like, he did it. He did it uh, for Batum too. Yep. Yeah, man, Mark Mason is goat, man. He's a real he's, one. Yeah, he's a goat. Yeah, somebody get that. You know, I don't know what kind of awards they give out for PA announcers, right, but he's he, got to be on the. He's got to be man. on the top. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, what what else happened this week? This last week, uh, Dame, Western Conference Player of the Week, man. Uh, seventh time in his career. Only the first time this year, which was weird because I feel like he had better weeks this year. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's with the Nurkic injury. Yeah, not having CJ McCullough, it's been it's, all on him. Yeah, and, and he's and been a, doing a great job. At that point, they had only lost to the Pistons. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So he was really carrying the load for the team. Yeah, there was like a stretch. Like Nurk went down, or CJ went down, and then Nurk went down. And in that stretch, we were still like seven and two. Mm -hmm. It's like that's pretty impressive. Yeah, losing two, you know key pieces of right. your franchise and Two still stars, being able to yeah. keep it together because there's no easy wins in the nba oh not at all you know <clears throat> and uh he also reached 2,000 points 500 assists first blazer to do that in the same season yep uh, and i think correct me if i'm wrong i think he's the only the second blazer to reach 2,000 points i think it was clyde drexler yeah it was yeah. clyde yeah, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. and then he's the second player this season behind james harden yep. yeah and james yep. harden probably yeah. reached, reached that like two months ago <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right now, let's check in. Uh, we got a couple M, uh, a couple NBA award races that we want to cue in on as the season winds down. Lillard is eighth in the MVP race according to NBA.com, hmm. and nice. I was I was feeling last week. I thought you know if we can finish in the third, he should bump up a little bit because if if 
he can keep the Blazer team together and get them third in the West after people predicted they weren't going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. play the last month without Nurk and CJ, that's got to get you in, you know, number five hey, or man, something. If, think. If, Por- if Portland can get past his first round and Houston don't, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. OKC, you know, I mean, yeah. he's got to knock all of them out, so. Yeah, I mean, Paul George is like second or third on there. And it's like, man, they're eighth in the West. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they got, they got no other knock superstars. Against, yeah, no knock yeah. against Paul George. But, I mean, I, I don't think you can be that high in the MVP race if you're eighth. What else we got um Coach, Stotts, man. Coach yeah, of the Coach year, total disrespect. What? Some bull, man. He's never that's had that bull. respect, though. Man, that's crazy. Even those years, even those years when, uh, like, like with uh, with Mason Plumley and stuff like that, when it was just those early, right after the breakup, you mm-hmm. know, the gang breaks up, and it's like, what's going to happen next? Blazers make the playoffs yeah. again mm-hmm. next year. They make it again. Nobody talks about him. Yeah, so. I mean, he's got a couple Coach of the Months. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But yeah, he's never gotten even honorable mention for coach yeah. of the year and i mean you look at these like so it's the, the top four currently they have budenholzer, budenholzer as the first place vote getter then you got rivers mcmillan's malone but the other receiving votes you got like kenny atkinson nick nurse steve clifford oh, are you kidding me Atlanta, that's crazy well like an orlando magic team that's yeah. 40 and 40 right yeah. now and maybe not even gonna make the playoffs yeah they got them and receiving votes and we don't even got stats in there and even like with Nick Nurse, you know, I know he's a good coach and Toronto's a good team, but Toronto's been a good team. Yeah. And all they did was trade, you know, DeRozan and flipped him for Leonard. And you, so just because he's it's his first year on the job mm-hmm. means he's, you know, second or third in, in votes. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, a even, quality team. Even Popovich got an honorable mention. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, I he's even, on there too. I don't understand. I mean, respect to Pop, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think that's like, coach, but. that's like Dirk Nowitzki making the all-star game this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, just, you're getting up there. We're going to throw yeah. you in there for some respect. Right. <laughs> Disrespect out here, man. Nobody yeah, respects us. Stotts will rise above this, though, for sure. We're up here, like, in our own little corner of the country. We're in the hinterland, man. Because there's no supersonics anymore, so it's just up here yeah. yeah so last week you know we had timberwolves grizzlies denver we got denver again tonight uh and we'll talk on that in a little bit but two and one through those those three games obviously the loss to denver um friday but the grizzlies was a good solid win the timberwolves was an impressive win because that was you know with cat and although they're not in the playoffs run, but they can beat teams. Yeah, the dangerous. I team. was really happy to see that. That first half was crazy for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Seven, wow. 75 points in the first half? Balling out. That's crazy. Yeah, tied our season high, I think. We had 75 before. I forgot what t- who we played. Yeah. The, and the thing is, it's just like we all know Lillard, but the fact that we're winning games like this, 132 to 122, 116 to 89, and he's scoring like 21 points, mm-hmm. but he's getting 10 assists, and so it's like – He's making that team work, run in a different way than they have in the past, yeah. and doing it flawlessly. And I can't, I can't praise him enough for it. I know we just keep we keep talking right. about that, but it's it's a big deal if you really follow NBA. You know, teams get set into a rhythm and they have a style of play, and to just like flip the switch in one day and be like, all right, well, we got to you know play a different way now, right? It's incredible that it's happened so seamlessly. Yeah, I know we're always talking about it on every podcast, but it'd be like, oh, there's no way Dame can elevate his game anymore. Like, he's at his peak, and then he mm-hmm. just switches it up on us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's like it's almost and people would say like, oh, he only has twenty two points, but it's, it's like subtra- it's like addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you do a little bit less of something and you do more in other areas. Right. Uh, you know, like leading the team in assists and mm-hmm. controlling, you know, game tempo yeah. and stuff like that. Turner to come in with the triple double, right, yeah. Wang? Yeah. He got what? He had uh triple double against the T Wolves. That was mm-hmm. and then he's the seventh in NBA history to have five or fewer field goal attempts. To huh. get that, mm. and he five shot a hundred or fewer. Yeah, and that's you know that's literally like you have to. That's ten points right there. I just so. think about that. He did, he shot five or less, what do you shoot five shots? Yeah, five, he was five, five for five. Five shots. Five, five yeah. shots. And he made that's all like five. when didn't Nurk get his triple double and it was like ten, ten and ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. somewhere around there, twelve yeah. and ten. Yeah, yeah somewhere. It's just the bare minimum. But hey, you got it done. He, he yeah. did it. Yeah, he. Did. And he's a bench guy. Yeah, and followed it up against the Grizzlies. He got another one back to back. First uh, bench player in NBA history to get back to back triple doubles, right. and like he's he's coming off the bench for us. I don't care if it's ten, ten, and ten. <laughs> yeah, he's still night. doing like, something. I'm yeah, juice. Man, where them ET haters at though? Mm. They was tough at the beginning of the season on that boy. I know. I ain't gonna lie, man. I was I'm looking <laughs> at you right you now. You was looking at you, though. Hey, hey I'm was, one of them, too. Hey, I might have said it in a podcast or two, man. I was heavy on ET, man. You know what I'm saying? Just because I, I knew that he can bring more to the team, man. So, mm-hmm. Me, too. I was. He, he's definitely he's definitely stepped it up. And if he can continue this play throughout the playoffs, man, we're definitely a threat. We're going to be a threat. So so do we see a playoff ET coming in? Playoff man? ET, man. Hey, someone's got to take Rondo's place, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You never know, no, man. Same thing, though, beginning of the year. I, w- I was actually high on him in the beginning of the year. I was like, if he can come off the bench and do like 10, 5, and 5, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, bro, like he's going to get half of that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, and he did for most of the year. <laughs> yeah, and then these last two games maybe <laughs> up to stats a little. I'll I'll – I'll give the whole season to you guys if he can do this in the postseason. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'll take sure, that as a sure. win, right? Uh, what, else, what, what else do we have uh, – uh, Cantor continuing his solid play, uh, third three straight double doubles, or he had three straight. I don't know if he did. He not uh, against. He Denver. didn't get one against yeah. Denver, so he broke the streak there. Uh, but he's scoring in the twenties every night. Mm-hmm. You know his field goal percentage is up there. Oh, this Denver game. Let's talk about first. Let's talk about the Denver loss for a sec. Uh, it just felt like it was back and forth, back and forth in that fourth quarter. We just didn't have an answer. Uh, they would go on a little run and we just couldn't get back. My problem was the second chance points, man. Like yeah. the second chance points killed us, you know, like mm-hmm. th- that we would have Jokic in the middle of two other of our players and he's still getting that rebound. Like we need to body him, you know what I'm saying? We need to right. put a body on him to box him out or something, you know? But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that they're going to watch that. They're going to see how many second chance points that they got, you know, and, and, and uh, adjust from there. Yeah, I mean, we were up. We were up going into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and we got outscored by twelve mm-hmm. in the in the fourth, and lost by nine. Yep. So the, you can't you can't have that happen. Especially, I mean, they played so well in the third quarter, thirty seven points. You know, went ahead, took the lead, and then they just couldn't follow it up in the fourth. But we got Denver tonight, mm-hmm. home game this time. Mm-hmm. Breaking news as of this morning. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> Do that again. CJ McCollum is back in the starting lineup. Hey, let's go. Welcome back, CJ. We missed you. Uh, What do you guys expect from him tonight, Wang? 
Uh, I'm seeing, you know, probably a good solid 15 to 20 minutes, especially since Nuggets are resting their key guys. You know, just getting CJ into the field of things, especially since we don't know. I mean, I'm sure the medic team knows, but I don't know. I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. know, but a poply eye strain could be something that could be detrimental to his future. So I'm I'm seeing around 15 to 20 solid minutes. Yeah, get his feet wet. Yeah. Because you don't want your first game being, you know, game one of the playoffs. For sure. After being out for weeks. Yeah, he's definitely going. I think the only reason they're really going to play him is to get his win back. Yep. Yeah. You know, he got to get, I mean, just practicing and doing three on three and stuff, that's not like running up and down the court. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get that that mm-hmm. that game time win back. So, yeah, it's one thing to hit spot up shots in a drill. It's mm-hmm. another thing, you know, run up and down 90 feet for for three minutes and then take a jump shot. Yeah. She, she's a, just a shooter, though, man. So I'm expecting like, I'm expecting 20 points in like 18 minutes from CJ. I'd like That'd be that. solid. Yeah, I would like that. I take. <laughs> and, and and like Wang said, uh, Denver is resting a few players. Jokic, Murray, and Millsap are all out today. Uh, they wrapped up the uh, the division title. They wrapped up home court, so they're just not going to risk it. They only got a couple games left. You know, just coast in. They know what they're what's going to happen in these postseason. But I think with that being said, CJ coming back, Seth is probable. Oh, I was a little worried about that. Yeah, that was interesting, especially after the Nurkic injury. Yeah, and it was his same leg that that was fractured. He had a hairline fracture in in his uh, leg last year. Mm -hmm. He missed the whole year, and it was the same leg. And I'm like, that's those are the kind of little tiny injuries that can like pop up and be like, now he's out for a month. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm really happy to see him probable again, even if he doesn't play. Just the fact that it doesn't look like a long term thing is good. Uh, But I definitely expect a win. We got to win if we want to keep home court advantage. I mean, we got to win out pretty right. much, assuming assuming the uh, Jazz are going to win out. Um, I mean, there's one thing also. I I think you were talking about it, Boyd. Mm-hmm. Um, just Jokic, the way he plays, is kind of like a really big drunk dude. <laughs> he plays he like, just, a, like a, my drunk uncle or yeah, something. Yeah, and he just flips <laughs> it up onto the poop and it just magically it goes in. Yeah. It's interesting the way he plays, and it's like I mean I've never I would never be able to guard him, so it's kind of. <laughs> I mean, despite the fact that he's like seven one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a he's a giant. He, I said this on, on Friday. He is the most uncoordinated yes. coordinated player That's I've ever seen. Yes, <laughs> like I don't know how he does it. He always looks off balance or yeah. like you know a step behind everybody, but in fact he's a step in front of everybody. And His deception knows completely what's yeah. going on. His deception is what I think gets everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't expect him to do that too. It's like when you're at the gym and you see this, you know, the Alex Caruso. <laughs> oh, that's like okay, that yeah, dunk. not a big deal. <laughs> and then he comes up and puts it on your head on yeah. a putback. But I guess you know it's weird to think like everybody in the NBA is like that. Like. Yeah, you could see, true. you know, those guys that you never see playing, but it's like if you if you catch him at twenty four hours, yeah. he's gonna put thirty on you. Right. And that's what Dudley was saying. It's <laughs> like, oh, don't don't take the NBA for granted, man. Catch yeah. him on the courts at twenty four and I'll school you. Know school your role, ass, man. Yeah. Know your place. It's interesting. I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to find second chance points and uh-huh. I mean with them having Jokic and, and, and Plumley and us like only having like really Cantor and Myers as our only centers. Our, our rebounding was even with them, really. We had 40 rebounds. Really? They had 39. Uh, we had 12 offensive rebounds. They had 12. We had 28 defensive rebounds. They had 27. Wow. You well, know? yeah. And I think we're us and Denver are both tops in offensive rebounding efficiency. It's like yeah. we, they average 12. We average like 11.7. You know what I did see? Even though 
the off the offensive rebounds kind of can be a fluke for us because when we would get that offensive rebound, Cantor was having trouble finishing yeah. at the rim where Jokic was putting it right up and kind yeah. of making it. You know what I'm saying? So that was really what was the the uh, the difference in the game is those second chance points when they were able to get those offensive rebounds. I thought the same thing. There was a lot of like, like we were getting the offensive rebound, but we weren't finishing the putback. Yeah. Whereas they yeah. were. And I just yeah. kept, I kept seeing that like a repetitive thing throughout yep. the night on Friday. It's just yep. like they're, the shots that we should be making were not and they are mm -hmm. and that's that's a nine point difference yeah. you know and then lillard only have 14 points too yeah, come yeah. on i mean when is that ever gonna happen again knock on wood you know <laughs> what i'm saying but sooner or later and i've been saying this for a week now so hopefully it's tonight because i'm going to the game but sooner or later we're due for like a 40 point performance by lillard yep mm -hmm. i don't know if it's going to come in one of these last three games or if it's going to come in the playoffs but like we're overdue I'm for hoping, an explosion i'm hoping he's he's actually you know been been preserving himself because I've seen yeah, Dwight yeah. James and stuff talking about all oh, Lillard's beat up and wore out and tired. You know, I mean, he was just saying that like last night, you know, so. You can't get a call on him. That's why he's beat up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. So many. Terrible. Yeah. But I'm hoping he's preserving himself a little bit and then we yeah. see a playoff game. I, you know, just with last season and, and, and losing 0-4 to the Pelicans, I know that that's weighing on his conscience, on his mm -hmm. shoulders. So I'm hoping that we're able to see him uh, really elevate his game and you know get that 40 points or you know 10 10 assists maybe he even gets his triple double you know gets his triple double in the playoffs yeah. he was close the other, yeah. the other day he didn't play the fourth quarter yeah yeah but i know it's uh like you said after the performance uh, just not even him the team as a whole in the playoffs last year there's a lot to prove and with dame being kind of thought of as a perennial all nba player now like you know it happens you get bounced here and there, but if you want to be thought of as like, if you want that respect of a top player, which everybody here in Portland gives them that respect, but on a national level, you got to make it, you got to make some kind of splash, uh, in the postseason for, for everybody else. You know, the guys in, in Boston or Utah and stuff like that to really take notice, but hopefully I'm a believer and I, and hopefully I think it's going to come this year. We got what you want. We got what you need. So with our first phone call here, we've got Eric Woodyard. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at E underscore Woodyard. That's W-O-O-D-Y-A-R-D. And he's the Utah Jazz Digital Sports Reporter for the Desert News. Eric, how you doing today, man? Yeah, pretty good, man. I'm actually down in L.A., man. So I just want to check out, uh, you know, the Nipsey Hussle visual, visual that they got down here. And uh, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Just flew on the day getting ready for the game tonight. The Jazz and the uh, Lakers. Yeah, weather's weather's probably a bit nicer in LA than it is in Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad in Utah either though. So, it's a little warmer here, but it's not like it's just burning up. So, so it's yeah, not well, too bad. That's good because we're uh, sitting in pouring rain right now in Portland. <laughs> so, yeah, every time I go there, that's right. <laughs> right. Nine months, man. Nine months. Uh, so you're, you, you do uh, digital reporting, uh, on the Utah jazz, kind of like a beat reporter, right? Yeah. I'm a beat writer. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, you know, basically everything there is to know about the Utah jazz, uh, being a division uh, I like opponent, to, I like to think so. <laughs> being a division opponent with the Blazers. Um, the first question I want to ask you is, uh, so obviously, you know, Nurk went down with his broken leg a couple, uh, about a week, week and a half ago. And there was still potential for the Blazers and the Utah Jazz to be matched up in the first round, even before that happened. Uh, 
But what were your thoughts maybe like before Nurkic went down on playing the Blazers compared to what they might be now that that we all know he's going to be out for an extended period of time? Yeah, I mean, obviously anybody that has that much impact on a team that affects how you attack them, um, either with or without them, I thought the Jazz, you know, had an opportunity. Um, I mean, they can, I think they better well with the Blazers, you know, but obviously without Nurk, you know, that's going to make it a, a little tougher. But I mean, me a little easier on their end, but still, you never know, man. It's not like the Blazers have fell off without them. They're still playing good basketball. Uh, you guys know better than me. I think they only lost, what, one game in the last, you know, four or five mm-hmm. or something like that. And, uh, Two games, I think. I still yeah. think they're a dangerous, yeah. I still think they're a dangerous team regardless, man. And CJ, you know, obviously possibly coming back for the playoffs. Um, you can never underestimate them. And, and obviously, Damian Lillard, man, man, one of the best guys in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with or without him, it's, it's going to be a dangerous matchup. Uh, uh, but I, I think the Jazz are peaking right now, and I think it'll be a fun series. Yeah, the Jazz definitely are peaking. You guys are like, what, 9-1 and one in the last 10 games? Yeah, 9-1, 7 straight, seven yeah. straight wins. So, yeah, they, the schedule has lightened up a lot, too. So, I mean, it helps when you play Phoenix yeah. a couple times, Sacramento, you know, the Lakers, so... I mean, it's a little bit of both right now, but they're playing, you know, good basketball at the right time of the year. Yeah, So, and you touched on the C.J. McCollum possibly coming back for the playoffs, but uh, it's broke, broken news today, breaking news. Uh, he's actually listed as a starter tonight against Denver, so he should be good to go. It might just be a little test run or something, but he'll definitely be back uh, for the playoffs for sure. So that's going to help us out a lot. Um, you know, anybody who watches definitely, Blazer definitely. games – Without CJ and without Nurk, it's it's definitely looking like one dimensional. So that that's gonna be nice yeah. to get him back. And and Eric with 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 Nurkic out, man, uh, former Utah Jazz, um, Ennis Cantor has really been stepping up in his place. You know, mm-hmm. averaging nice little double doubles for us. Um, with that, with that chemistry and us having a couple of um, Utah Jazz former players, you know, like Rodney Hood and Ennis Cantor, do you think that that'll create a lot more emotion during the playoff stretch? Uh, I think it's gonna be emotional regardless, man. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really think so. I think, you know, Quinn Snyder got the, the team so focused that I don't really think it'd be much, you know, it might be on, 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 uh, Rodney Hood's end, but not as far as on the Dash players end. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the way, it, you know, Quinn Snyder, man, Quinn Snyder got the guys locked in, but, mm-hmm. um, you never know. Rodney Hood, you know, it could be emotional for him. Cancer, I don't think, I think he'd be on the Utah, uh, years and the fans gonna be, you know, engaged regardless. So, you know, you know, you're gonna hear them screaming and yelling. So, Right. I don't. I don't necessarily think so from the Jazz game, but maybe from Rodney's game because I know Rodney, you know, uh, you know, was you know spent the majority of his career in Utah, so that would be kind of interesting for him to come back and face mm-hmm. him in the playoffs. So that'd be fun. Uh, I, I, as a as a fan and watching you guys play, also um, Jay Crowder plays with a lot of energy and, and emotion, so I can see him being as one of those players that can um, really kind of create an emotional type of atmosphere. Yeah, Jay that way regardless, man. Jay, Jay ready to hang on his team, man. He ready, he ready to scrap against the world, man. So, right. yeah, he bring that every night. <laughs> Playoffs, whatever, you know what I'm saying? He bring that every single night. Uh, you know, he one of the emotional leaders of his team. You know, this Jazz team, um, they rely on him for a lot, you know, scoring the defense and um, just being that chippy guy, you know, to, to make things chippy if they need it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jay definitely going to be emotional. Yeah, I think it's going to be a – uh, it could have the potential to be a really chippy series between just because division opponents, you have Rodney Hood and, and Cantor who might want to get back at their former team or at least, you know, 
uh, prove a little bit of something, especially with their expanded roles in Portland, which wasn't the case when they both arrived. They kind of had a more limited role, but now they're ex- a lot more is expected of them. And the history between the two teams, I mean, it seems like every time we play the Jazz, something's getting somebody's getting into each other. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to yeah, it goes back to when I was a youngster with Brian Grant and Carl Malone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was chippy back then. <laughs> Yeah, the more 90s battles, man. Yeah, they, they definitely you know, that will make, you know, this series a fun one. Yeah, from Oakland to Ogden to Oregon. Right. <laughs> the right. letter O. Right. Um, they love that dude down there, man. He got all jersey retired. You know, his coach is still there. So, it'll be a lot of Weber State fans if uh, he does come back. Hey, we need that energy down <laughs> in Utah for sure. <laughs> have you have you noticed, like, uh, a little bit of an influx in Blazer fans in Utah since uh, Lillard's playing in Portland? Yeah, man, they love that, man. Uh, you know, you always get cheers, and you know, every time they return there, and I mean, he's, he said that as well that it's always felt like somewhat of a home game to him as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely uh, definitely see a lot of. Da- I'm not gonna say a lot of Portland fans, but I see a lot of Damian Lillard fans. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, yeah. We'll take that energy though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything we can get, right? Oh, right, right. I got a question for you here. Uh, you know, obviously, Nurks out. CJ is, you know, coming back tonight, but he's been out for a couple weeks. Seth was out in Portland's last game. But I want to know about the Utah players. Are there any guys that are banged up or, you know, somebody's dealing with a bad back or anything like that that uh, maybe Portland yeah, yeah. fans can take yeah. solace in? <laughs> yeah, um, Derek Favors have been having back spies on the – they playing tonight without Ricky Rubio, Howell Neto, not playing tonight. Um, and also, Dante Exum obviously is out indefinitely. You know, uh, uh, who else is missing tonight? It's, it's a whole roster, plethora of guys in my plan, but I'm not sure if those are serious injuries or they just trying to protect guys, mm-hmm. you know, for the playoffs. I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't feel like nothing is that serious. But yeah, Derek Favors had to have him back. So Jay Crowder's question about it, I too, you know, uh, as well. So, Didn't, I don't know, like I said, I don't really, I don't think they're serious injuries, but I think they just, you know, you know how they got to rest guys for the playoffs and they want to be 100%. So. Didn't Rubio play the other night after coming back from a, like a quad injury or something? Yeah, he, he played, but he's not playing tonight. He's not playing tonight with the same injury. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, same injury. Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like Favors and Rubio has always just got nagging injuries that like throughout their whole career yeah. they're always just like in and out of games. Yeah, well, not really. Favors. Well, this not the last couple seasons, you know. But you know, he's been pretty healthy. Derek Favors had the last couple seasons, but. Uh, Rich Rubio has been, been, you know, bothered by, you know, squads and stuff like that off and on. Um, his ham, not his quad, his hamstrings. Uh, that's what, that's what he's missing tonight. He got a left quad contusion. So he's out. How Meadows out. How mm-hmm. Corver's out with right knee soreness. So I don't, I don't think that's nothing serious. Uh, Derek Favors, back spasms. Mm-hmm. Jay Carter's questionable with a right quad contusion. I, I don't think those are nothing that serious. So like me personally, uh, just from being around, I just think they're trying to rest out for the playoffs. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I don't blame him. Like, if a guy, if a guy, you're playing the, you know, in LA, you got somebody who's kind of on the on the cusp. You might as well rest him, 
especially the way the playoffs are shaking out. Everybody's kind of settling into their position now. There's still a little bit of wiggle room, but you know, more or less, we know how things are going to shake out. So why risk it? You know, somebody's got a sore quad or hammy. It's upset season, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we can't. You can't take the Lakers for granted. They just got done beating the Clippers too. You know, I mean, we yeah. do. We do yeah. definitely need that home court advantage. So anybody that you guys want to sit yeah. down there, man, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't see Lakers beating them tonight, man. Donovan and uh. We go bearing those guys locked in right now. I don't, I don't see that happening. But you never know, man. Like you said, it's tough this season. But uh, I, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet you know, against, the, against the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Especially they playing without Cools and you know, obviously LeBron. Ain't, nobody's really playing. So. Right. It's, hey, you don't want to get like uh, you don't want to get Caruso on, on your head though. <laughs> you guys saw that, Don? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. He went off the other night. Yeah. So watch out for that guy. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I got something to add. Uh, I know the two wins uh, that you guys um, beat us in, you you kept us under 100 points. I mean, that's one of the keys probably for you guys is like your defensive ability to be able to stop us. Um, what are some other keys do you, that you think um, is uh, going to help you guys succeed in you know playing against us if you do match up with us in the playoffs? Yeah, I think really defense, man, and trying to contain Dan Willard somewhat which is easy, way easier said than done. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, Dan Miller historically destroys, you know, uh, the jazz point guards, you know, so trying to keep him in check, man. And, you know, even if he does go off, you know, have him uh, shooting a pretty poor shooting percentage if they can, you know, so that, those are going to be some keys. Uh, defense, like you say, defense, man, that's what the jazz are built on, you know, the defense. And, um, see how, seeing how Donovan Mitchell comes back here too. Last year as a rookie, he had a historical playoff run, you know, uh, where he, you know, dominated Oklahoma City, played solid versus Houston before getting hurt. You know, so I think uh, mm-hmm. seeing how he comes back year two in the playoffs, or uh, Rudy Gobert obviously is going to do what he's doing on the defensive end, and, um, just trying to find some offense, you know, from other guys outside of Donovan as well, you know, some consistent offense with Joe Ingles and Kyle Corver and, you know, Derek Favors and all those guys, Jay, Jay Crowder and everybody. So, yeah, finding offense, defense, sound real basic, but, yeah, that's what we're doing. To me, it sounds like it's going to be a, a, a matchup problem at the point guard. Who do you who do you think is going to be guarding Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum? Because I mean, you can put Donovan Mitchell on Damian Lillard, but then you got CJ McCollum, who's just going to kind of abuse Ricky Rubio. Right. Yeah, they're going to have Rubio, you know, playing some beat. They're going to have uh, Rachel Neal probably getting some assignments, you know, on those guys as well. He's he's one of the defensive stoppers and. I mean, that's where they miss Dante Exum, too, man, because Dante, yeah. you know, with his length, man, you know, he caused a lot of problems, but, you know, he's been hurt pretty much all year, so, you know, but last year in the playoffs, that's kind of how he helped the team out defensively, you know, with his length, so I think you'll see some of, um, you know, like I said, uh, you see Royce O'Neal, Donovan, and uh, Ricky uh, taking those uh, responsibilities. Do you even think that, But, Jake... I mean, that's that's what anybody, they ain't going crazy on it, so he <laughs> said they ain't going to do what they do regardless. So, right. Do you uh, even y'all think... Y'all already know that. Y'all say Mary Knight, man. Do you think Jay Crowder might even try to step in and try to guard Damien? I don't see that. Nah, I don't see that happen. We don't really check a lot of guys. So I, don't, I don't see that happen. Got you. Is Grayson Allen getting any run? He's been in the last couple of uh, games, but I'm not sure in the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. regular season versus the Kings, or you know, in the playoffs, that's two different. Yeah. Two different, uh, you know, levels of intensity. So yeah, he's been playing lately. You know, he's had a career high his last last game, but I wouldn't take too much of that going into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, like you said, playoffs and the regular season are two completely different games. But uh, right, right, right. You know, here in Portland, 
we know Lillard's story very well. Obviously, you guys in uh, in Utah probably know it pretty well too because he played down there for four years. But uh, Lillard has always thrived in a, in situations where he's underrated, and the whole Portland team, you know, as a whole, has always thrived in those situations of like nobody's giving them the respect they need, and that's just when they come up and surprise people. And I'm wondering now with Nurkic going down, everybody's just writing him off again, you know. And and, and we've seen the opposite as well. Like last year when. We were the favorites against New Orleans. Everybody kind of just yeah. said, "Yeah, they're moving on," and and the opposite right. happened. They underperformed. But now I'm thinking, with everybody looking away from him and no one paying attention, they I'm wondering if they can surprise some people and and get they're out of ready. that first they're, round. They're ready to rise above for sure. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it could go either way. You know, and that's yeah. I love Damian Lillard, man. He's obviously one of my favorite point. He's one of my favorite point guys to watch in the league for sure. But he got to perform in the playoffs, man. That's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, hurt them, man. Last year, you know, he had the all NBA season first team, and yeah. you know, to get bounced in the first round and struggled the way he struggled, man. I was really surprised. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't feel like. I mean, I don't feel like Portland really the under like underdogs. I feel like they just kind of where they at. You know, they haven't showed that they one of the elite teams in the league either. They're not a Houston. They're not a Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. You know, even a Denver this year. So mm-hmm. I can't really say that they're underdogs. I just don't feel like they really came out and done anything to make like being in that conversation with the elite teams. You know what I mean? So, you oh, know, yeah, Dane Lillard sure. is in that conversation. But as a team, you know, I don't feel like, you know, even with the Jazz, the Jazz, you know, people thought they would come out and have a way better season. But, you know, uh, oh. yeah, I think they're I think they're getting the attention that both teams deserve. You know, I, don't, I don't really think they're the underdogs there. Yeah, I don't even see how Denver's – I mean, they're they're doing good this season, but I don't see how they're getting the respect that they are, man. They haven't been in the playoffs in the last six years. Right. You know, so. I don't think they get a lot of. I think I think you know they get a lot of praise for what they're doing in the regular season, but I don't think I don't think people fear them in the playoffs. Man, that's just my mm-hmm. you know, being around people. I don't I don't feel like people fear them, you know, in the playoffs because they haven't. Like you said, they haven't been there. But yeah. Yeah, they do they do deserve the respect for the, for the regular season that they had because nobody saw that coming. And shout out to my guy Monte Morris over there too. He's playing basketball like me, man. He's yeah, doing his thing, I, man. Like He's a man over there in Denver, so. Well, Look, looking at the um, – is Kyle Korver healthy right now or has he just been sitting? He just – like I said, it's some, it's some knee soreness, man. I mean, I don't I don't buy too much stuff into that. Right. I think they're just – you know, Kyle Korver's older, the older player, so you want to have him first for the playoffs, man. Like, you know, playing against the Lakers, playing against Sacramento, you know, those those are games they can win. So I think they're just resting them up. I, he's not banged up. Like I said, I don't think none of the – I don't think none of the injuries are that serious. I think it's just – they know that the schedule is not as hard, you know, when they can win these games without those players, mm-hmm. you know, which is why they went nine and one, you know, these last ten games the schedule is so much lightened up. So I think no, he's, he's not. All right. Well, with the like we said earlier, with the standings, they're kind of everything's kind of figuring itself out right now, and and it definitely will within the next few days. So let's just assume everything kind of stays as is. Portland's playing Utah first round. What do you? What's your take on that series? Where do you think it ends? How many games? Uh, I think it's going. Uh, I would say, I would say six games. I, I think Jazz can pull it out in six games. I wouldn't be surprised by seven either, but I think it'll go six. And uh, see, I see, you know, Damian doing what he does, but I think, you know, like those that injury to Nurkic, I think will will hurt the team a lot. You know, I think it'll be a hard every game is going to be hard fought. Uh, they're so evenly matched against each other. And it would be a fun series, man. I, I, I hope I hope we go there too. I mean, it's, it'd be fun, man. I'll get to check out Screen Door again too. I had that, I had the uh, shrimp and grits out of there, man. <laughs> amazing. Right. So, 
I'm pulling to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get you up here. And, uh, you know, maybe if you are in town, maybe we can get you in here with us, get a, a live little podcast going. Yeah, that'd be, that'd, that'd be dope, man. That'd be dope. Hey, watch out for Mr. Triple Double himself, man. <laughs> Evan Turner been turning it up here lately, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, he an Ohio State guy, man, so I'm not a high, I'm, no, but I do cheer for the Ooh. people from the Big Ten, so I respect what, what he's doing, man. So yeah. I respect the path he's taking and, uh, you know, finding his way. For sure, for sure. Well, Eric, uh, we want to thank you for taking the time. You know, you got a busy schedule, game day and everything. Uh, just taking a little time to give us a phone call and, and shed some light on the Utah Jazz. And uh, if everything goes according to plan, we'll be having this conversation here in another week or so, too. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. Anytime, man. Keep up good work. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Good one. All right, man. Pretty solid perspective from Eric there. He's very, I mean, he's knowledgeable. Right. Sometimes you get people calling in and they're going off the walls on stuff and you just got to kind of reel them in. Yeah. But he was very level-headed. and Wasn't biased. Yeah, he approached everything kind of, you know, straightforward. Right. Even though he's a jazz guy. Mm-hmm. Which, I, you know, I respect that. But six games, come on. I know, man. So. I think it's six games coming, to, us in six games, opposite way. With us having home yeah. court too, you know. Yeah. Home court advantage. Like, and you got to think, I was looking at the, the past few games, the last two games when we beat them. One of those games was without Nurk. Yep. Leonard starts, scored 16 points in 25 minutes. We oh, scored wow. 45 yeah. points in the first quarter. We scored 60 points in the paint. Mm. Yeah, and that was without Nurk, without, without Nurk. Cantor, yeah. without Rodney Hood. Was Gobert playing? Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was, oh. he was starting. Yeah, wow. and so and then the next time we played him, obviously we had Nurk, but we still hadn't had we still hadn't acquired Hood or Cantor. Mm-hmm. And the the third quarter in that game, we scored thirty nine points. So. Yeah, if we figured if we figured out a way to score, and obviously that was you know some time ago. So you know, and their defense has improved. They're playing hot right now. Mm-hmm. But it seems like Portland understands the Achilles heel and how to attack it with Utah. Yeah. I'm wondering about these injuries though, because you know, like you like you guys said, Derek Favors and Ricky Rubio are always injured. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If, if they're missing those two guys, those are key players for them, especially Derek Favors, man. Yeah, because Rudy Gobert, if he get in foul trouble, I mean, who are they gonna go to? Uh, you know. Speaking of both those two guys, uh, and they play them a lot together, Gobert and Favors, and I think that kind of favors, pun intended, <laughs> favors <laughs> us a little bit because with Nurk going down, you know, we used to be able to put Nurk in there and then have Amino at the power forward, but now if they got two big guys, that opens it up, and you know, we can play Cantor and Collins together without ha- without losing as much on the offensive end yep. as far as like speed. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a good. I think that could be a good matchup to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just have a feeling, man, that Lillard, like we were saying, when when this team is underrated, underappreciated, and forgotten about, is when they surprise. Yeah, and you I know? didn't yeah. even think about that Utah connection with Lillard too. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? so he's gonna go yeah. down to Utah, and I mean that's like home base for him. Yeah, yeah. all of Weber State coaches are up. gonna be there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so he's going to have people cheering for him. So I kind of like, like this matchup now. I know, right? I know, <laughs> getting a, right? Getting a little warm. Yeah. Getting a little warm for it. Hey, and then, I mean, you know, I, I love chippy games. And, you know, Jay Crowder, yeah. he's going to make it real chippy. Hell he's yeah. that type of player, you know. Yeah, so, and, uh, I mean, we just got to have that other guy who's going to be able to get in his face, man. And, you know, Zach Collins, he's that Collins dog. Collins and Ingles. Ingles. Yeah. Yeah, Ingles, got, Ingles got some... I like Ingles. I yeah. do, I do like him. But he's got a little he, attitude. He's one of those too. guys that you yeah. hate to play against, but you love him on your team. Yeah. You know, yeah. Patrick Beverly, a Nurkic type yep. dude yep. that's going to talk trash to everybody. Yeah. You know, 
And I like that attitude because I've I've seen him going at people on Twitter before saying something about like why and you look like a YMCA player. So, <laughs> yeah. Find me and we'll figure out. Who, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like that, that kind of attitude I like. It's yeah. like him and Dudley, man. They both are on Twitter, right? just active. Or uh, or uh, do you see Channing Fry? Yeah, oh, Channing yeah. Fry. Yeah. Like, Come find see, me at Planet. Did Fitness you see Taylor. Dwayne Wade's response though? No. Yeah, D Wade called him out. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna do that." <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. Channing Fry's probably like, find me in my prime. Uh, yeah, but this this matchup, man, is just history right here. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. know, you got like I said, we got the Brian Grant and and Carl Malone, where Carl Malone was throwing elbows at Grant. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the, the chicken wing, to this. the chicken wing. <laughs> but you know, uh, I was thinking about this. You know, going through uh, like uh, keys for the game for us and them, and. We forgot to mention one thing that Utah does not have that Portland does. You know what it is? What is it? Oh, I know what it is. Killer burger. Yeah. <laughs> that fuel. <laughs> For our frequent <laughs> listeners, you may have noticed that I was absent last week. I promise you that was not by choice. I made the mistake of eating some questionable burgers at a family function barbecue uh, when I should have just went we, to Killer We burgers. was at Killer Burger, yeah. Yeah, I, that's where I should have gone. I should have <laughs> been just like, nah, mom, I got this. Don't worry. I'm coming through with, with a pack of burgers. But I didn't. I learned my lesson out all Sunday into Monday, but I'm better now. Uh, but learn from my mistakes. Next time you're hungry, you want a burger, don't cook it yourself. Don't leave it out on the, on the counter for a little bit too long. Killer Burger's got locations all across the Portland metro area. From Sherwood to Hillsboro to Vancouver, anywhere you're at, there's a location near you. So please don't risk it all like I did. Go out, grab yourself a killer burger, and commit, commit to, to the burger. The burger. Yes. So on the phone with us, I know we had Eric Woodyard earlier, uh, but on the phone with us now, we've got a different perspective from a fan, a Utah Jazz fan. We got McCade Pearson all the way from uh, Salt Lake City. Is that McCade? Yep, suburb. Suburb of Salt Lake City. And you can find him on Twitter at McCade. That's M-C-C-A-D-E-P-8 on Twitter. If you want to follow him for some good stats on the Utah Jazz, if that ends up being our first round matchup. So, McCade, how you doing down there in Salt Lake City, brother? Um, well, we're on a seven-game win streak, so we're doing pretty good right now. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how we're doing after the Lakers game tonight. I envy you for that. Uh, if nothing else, you guys are like nine and one in the last ten games. It's unreal. But you do this every year, though. Like, if we're being honest. Uh, but being that we are a Blazer podcast, I want to get an outside perspective on the Trailblazers. So let, let's just assume that we're matching up first round and, and standings are locked in as they are. Everybody wins out. What What's your initial thoughts on facing the Blazers first round? Well, the initial thoughts are you look back at the four games you played this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we played the two right at Christmas time. And both those games, the Jazz had healthy point guards. We held Dame and CJ to combine 31 points both times. We won those two games pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And you fast forward to the two games we played right at the All-Star break. And Nurkic had that dominated domination third quarter against us. It's something like 18 and eights that in that third quarter, you guys ran away and blew us out. And then you came here the next week and you stole one with us. Um, It's stereotypical to say, 
But Damian Lillard's obviously your big X factor, especially when playing the Jazz. We stole one without, and we didn't have Nurkish that game that you're talking about. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, he yeah. had Blow a out. Just Nurk a was out. Or something like yeah. that. And we, one we, we won 105-132, so I don't know if that's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, no, I, I think you're right though. You just had you just had the the two matchups backwards because uh, the one that we played uh, in Utah, that's when Nurk had that that nice yeah. third quarter, and that one was a close game. It was one hundred nine, one hundred four. So that mm-hmm. that could that could qualify as a steal, maybe. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, so two two, we jumped out two zero, and you guys came back and gave us a run for our money. Yeah, one thing that sticks out to me. Uh, in those talking about the two latter teams, obviously I'm blazer bias. So I'm going to talk about the wins. Uh, sure. well, one thing that stuck out to me in those is, uh, the first one, obviously we didn't have Nurk and we put up like, I think it was 45 points in the first quarter. And then CJ went something like nine for nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, CJ and Dame combined for 66. <clears throat> and then yeah. the, but the second game when we played, you know, Nurk was playing, we had 39 in the third, which made the difference in the game. And it kind of seems to me, obviously, that's a you know, limited sample size. But the Blazers might know a little bit of you know how to probe that, that stifling defense that you guys got down there in Utah. Well, there's one thing in the NBA that you can't defend, and that's shot makers. You can mm-hmm. get a hand in their face, and when shots go in, you score points. Yep. And both Damian Lillard and CJ are phenomenal at that. Um, you can even argue Damien's the best pure shot maker in the league. It doesn't matter how close you are to him. He just knocks everything down, which we saw that a lot at Weber State. Um, and Damien's had amazing games against the Jazz. As you mentioned, he had a few good games here this year, and he said his career high ball was at 58. Does that sound right? Uh, probably. Um, against the Jazz a couple years ago. Mm. and so Yeah, I remember he had that big like game. Too. When Damien's making shots – from everywhere, it limits Gobert's impact inside, and you can't guard shot making outside. Mm-hmm. And who do you guys got left on your record down in Utah? Uh, rest of our schedule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got two or three games so left. We're in L.A. to play the Lakers tonight. Mm-hmm. We come home to play the Nuggets on Tuesday, and then we're back in L.A. to play the Clippers on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So those last two games could be could have a big uh, impact sure. in, yeah. in, yep. in the final seeding. Do you think you're going to win out? You see a, do you see them tumbling in any of those games? Because they are hot right now. So we've been missing players left and right the last week, more for precautious reasons than mm. big injuries. But Favors hasn't played in three or four games. Corver hasn't played. Neto's awesome, but if he ever plays more than 20 minutes a night, he misses the next game. And so we'll have to see what happens today. Obviously, no games tomorrow because of the NCAA championship. Indeed. But if things go right today, there's not as much pressure especially going to L.A., but I think we'll – I'm not worried about the Lakers tonight, knock on wood. They can beat anybody. They just beat the Clippers on the road. It's, it's upset. Yeah. So, but I'm feeling pretty confident tonight. We match up really well against Denver, and we'll see if anyone's playing in that game, as you guys know, for tonight's game with you. Yeah. And then we'll evaluate L.A. when we get there. A lot can happen between now and Wednesday. Yeah, you also didn't mention Ricky Rubio. Are you worried about his quad injury? So when I watched it on TV, it looked non-contact. Some people on mm-hmm. Jasper are saying it was a bruise. I think they called it a bruise quad. But he's been battling with hamstring injuries since he tore it in game five of the Thunder Series last year. So 
I'm not worried, but it's definitely a concern that it could yeah. pop up at any point. If you got a history of that and it's a non-contact injury, that's a little, that's a little concerning. I know yeah. uh, mm-hmm. here in Portland, Seth Curry was out for our last game and it was the same leg that he had a hairline fracture last year. And so my initial reaction was like, uh, that's not a good sign at all, but he's probable tonight. So it looks like it wasn't a big deal, but it's always, it's always a little worrisome when somebody has a non-contact injury, especially if it's a recurring. Well, yeah, especially a quad too. Cause it seems like always when you're like driving or something, a knee or something bumps like the quad and can always hit it, especially as physical as the playoffs get. For sure. And with the playoffs this coming weekend, now there's time to get healthy. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's that's why Denver, you know, is resting all their guys. It's just like they got division locked up, they got home court locked up. You might as well just not risk anything, right? So, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, CJ is now back in the starting lineup for the Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah. Uh, I know he's been out for a couple weeks, and Nurkic obviously is not. But let's rewind. Uh, let's rewind three or four weeks now. And everything, everything else staying the same. What's your thoughts on the Blazers then? Because I know we talked about, you know, going what happens next week now. But imagine the Blazers have Nurk and CJ healthy. Are you a lot more worried? Are you still comfortable that the Jazz are going to come out on top in that series? Where are you sitting on that? You know, as a diehard Rudy Gobert fan, you learn to really recognize the power that centers have, even if they're not scoring 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. And so Nurkic, James the superstar, but there's a strong argument that Nurkic is your second best player, and he makes that team run both offensively and defensively. So Canner starting for you guys now, which we can talk about that if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, absolutely. Jack. Let's talk about it because uh, he's been stepped up and filled some big shoes here. I mean, I know he used to play for Utah, but I mean, he stepped up and and filled some big shoes when Nurkic went down. He has, but he's not the defensive stud that Nurkic is. He can't. You guys play a drop back on pick and rolls, and Nurkic does that very, very, very well. And that's not Tanner's strength. There's a few fun storylines we match in the playoffs, like Damian and Weber State, and then Gobert has a personal beef with Tanner. They did not get along here Mm, at all. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So Gobert felt like he should be starting, and he was out playing Tanner, and then Tanner got hurt for about ten games, and it turned ugly and Canada demanded a trade pretty quickly. So there's still a beef Hot there. Take. Hmm, we didn't know that. But yeah, with way. Nurkic healthy, and I feel so bad for you guys because you guys have been so healthy the last two years. Like, you guys, I think your big three missed like 12 combined games last year, something like that. And this year everything was good and it just has fallen apart in the last month. CJ's back, as you mentioned. Hopefully he gets up and running the next two, three games so he's good for this coming weekend. But Nurkic is what makes that team run when Dane doesn't have to go get a bucket, and that's a big loss. Mm-hmm. I would be extremely worried. I don't think we'd be matching up with you. I think you'd be up in the two spot. I'm not a Denver believer, so I think you'd be up in the two spot. But it would be a much, much more difficult matchup mm-hmm. with everybody healthy. I agree with you there. I felt I felt very strongly, if you rewind you know, three weeks, I felt very strongly about the Blazers creeping up into the third seed. I mean, second seed, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, But obviously not anymore. But I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, and and even when you say, like, uh, health-wise, like, we haven't we haven't fully been healthy in a playoff stretch. There was that time where Nurkic was injured, injured, not last year, 
but it was the year before the foot, that, right? Yeah, with his foot, you know, and he he tried to come back for one game, but then he, you know, he couldn't play. And then we've had like Marius Harkless that's been that was injured, you know. So we haven't really been fully healthy, and especially in the playoffs. And so it's weird looking back at your playoff history because it's not the best recently. You guys have lost, I think it's ten games in a row in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yep, you don't yep. have to remind us. But that's that chip injuries on the shoulder. Happen, yeah. and matchups are tough, and that's why I think it will be a. That's what makes the West playoffs so fun is you never know what's gonna happen. And the thing about that is we've had this same team for like the last two or three playoff stretches. You know what I'm saying? So they they actually have played together in the playoffs and got that camaraderie, that playoff experience. So that's what's going to be interesting this year. Dame's really holding on his shoulders, holding on his conscience that we've got blown out in the playoffs, you know, the last couple of years. So I think that that's going to be a lot of wood to his fire, a lot of fuel to his uh, fire coming up playoff stretch. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think I give you guys a one lead right off the bat. I don't know what game it will be, but it will be a game where Dame just doesn't miss and single-handedly wins the game. I can almost guarantee that we're doing maybe more we than just a, talking about maybe that. more we're than a couple due. games too <laughs> yeah hey we got some energy down there in utah with with damian b and a, a big fan favorite down there too so you know we, we're, we're we're basing on we're ba- uh, basically hoping for that that energy down there in utah because we know the fans is going to help us bring those first two games up here so <laughs> and um people came out here speaking of if fans you guys ever get sick of them you know where to send them <laughs> we got you. Um, speaking of fans, you said that you um, sit five rows from the from the floor, right? Yeah, we sat behind the visitors' bench. Were you five rows? Were you at that? Years. Were you at that game against uh, OKC? Uh, when, I was. Did yes. you Did you get Did you hear everything that that guy was saying? Everything you got the whole. No, like, so we're right behind the bench. That happened behind the basket, right? Um. So I actually have two African American sisters adopted. And so I'm very sensitive to the whole race thing, but uh, I didn't hear anything racial. I don't deny that something racial could have been said. I didn't hear it happens. We all have stupid fans everywhere. Hmm. Um, also, that being said, though, Westbrook's had multiple problems here and it wasn't a fan just yelling at him and then he yelling back. Like there was a dozen fans yelling stuff at Westbrook back and forth and he was five, yeah. 10 feet off the bench. and It was an awful situation all the way around. Mm-hmm. Do you yes, I was there. Do you agree with the action that the uh, uh, was it the owner mm-hmm. the, the yeah. organization? Yeah, so suspending the fan, banning the fan for life, great. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but then she gave a big speech the next home game about three days later, yep. <laughs> and I think that was really good for publicity reasons. Especially, I know a lot of guys in our locker room were hurt. Pablo Cephalosha, when he was at the Hawks, I believe it was the Hawks, had that incident in Brooklyn. Yeah, where he got arrested for racial stereotypes, and I'm not 100 on the details there. You can look it up. But Tabo was pretty hurt. Gobert made a comment. It was a pretty rough deal in the locker room. So it was a good publicity statement. I do feel like it also kind of played into the fact that Utah's a racist fan base mm-hmm. when that's not true at all. There's just stupid people, and so I feel like, especially because I've sat right there for so long, I feel like it kind of pointed me out and said, oh you're one of these people and I'm absolutely not, but the overall publicity what's I'm looking for here side of it was really good. And it was good to see them act quickly and figure out what happened. And 
Yeah. yeah I just kind of wish they would have moved on a little bit faster and said, this guy's an idiot. Let's move on. They handled it better than uh, James Dolan. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he just like looked at the guy. Oh, yeah, we, you're out. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> we handle everything better than the mix in just about every regard. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think there's like 29 other teams that do as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how do you think, how do you feel about Quinn Snyder and how he's handled the team this year? Oh, so Quinn's great. He's helped turn this franchise around um, from the dreaded Ty Corbin era. But uh, I personally think he's the best off-the-court coach in the league. He builds great confidence in the guys. He has a great offense and defensive scheme. They practice hard. Unless you're Trey Lyles, you don't like three-hour practices. Um, <laughs> so he's, I think, the best coach in the NBA off of the court. When you get on the court in the game – he substitutes a lot more than the average coach, which I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. He'll substitute guys 30 seconds after each other, and they just never get in a rhythm. And an interesting fact about the Jazz is they've fallen five wins short of their point differential every year in the five years Quinn Snyder's been here. Even this year, their point differential throws out a 53-26 and 26 record, and they're 49-30. and 30. And I think the big part of that is we really struggle in close games. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to Quinn a little bit, that – we have this great point differential because of Quinn, but we're also losing close games and not picking up wins we could because of Quinn. Now, so they struggle. You, you feel like they struggle a little bit in close games with with the coaching. Is that going to hurt? you? Yeah, I'd have to go look up the numbers. It's been a couple weeks, but I think there's something like 24 and 40 in games within three points in the final minute over the past three seasons, or something like that. Hmm. Which those games are pretty 50 50 overall, but 24 and 40 is not a great number yeah now i just set you up to say this because i did go over your twitter feed and about two hours ago i don't don't quote me on this but you said all nba coaches are so dumb yes (laughs) i did say that it drives me nuts (laughs) so is that included quiz slider oh only you ask jazz fans and they think jazz fans are funny if you're making fun of donovan mitchell rudy gobert or quinn snyder you're the worst person in the world. But you can make fun of anyone else, and they just love doing that. But those three are like their protected little crew. Um, <laughs> I was watching the end of the Raptors Trinity, Heat game, <laughs> and uh, Eric Spolster, who I love, one of my top five, six, seven coaches in the league, they had two timeouts. He called one, but a play fell apart, and I just wish coaches would call timeouts in the middle of plays more often when the game's on the line. Mm. Um, I'm a big timeout guy. I'm a stats major, so I've run all the numbers, blah, 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 blah. But coaches at the end of games, including Quinn Snyder, a lot more than others, seem to sometimes miss out on missed opportunities. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the stats with me right now to back this up, but I agree with you there. I'm a fan of using – if you got the timeout and you need it, use it. Because I can think of one or two Blazer games this year where we had a timeout at the end <laughs> of the game, which we elected not to use, and something went wrong, we end up losing the game. Yeah. Whereas you have that, you know, 30 second or that minute timeout to just say, you resettle everything, get a good look. Uh, I know the argument of some people say, well, it helps the defense. They can get set. But, you know, if you got the ball in your hands and it's a one point game, why scramble it? Why not just slow it down and get the good look that you want? So you I'm see, with you my on that. Thing is, is a middle ground of if you want to run down the court and see if you have something great, but yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to call the timeout after the basket or not at all, you can call a timeout anytime you have the ball. And so mm-hmm. it's happened. I mean, the Jazz have only lost six or seven games after the All-Star break, and four of them have been because we've lost by one or two points down the stretch for that exact reason. 
And as I said, if you don't call timeout after a made basket, that's fine. But that doesn't mean you can't use it when there's three seconds to go and you're being double teamed and you're just in an awful position. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't remember the specifics, but there was a situation with us when like we, you know, got the, got the ball out of the basket, ran down the court, tried to get something. Somebody got stuck. They didn't have their dribble, ended up throwing a bad pass when we could have just used a timeout and had five yeah. seconds to get a shot. So, I, so I'm a big, big believer in mid play timeouts. I don't think it has to be four or not at all. So. Mm-hmm. And we're all learning. We didn't shoot three pointers 20 years ago. So I'm sure it'll update <laughs> and in 10 years will be the norm and whatnot. We're always learning. So, well, I'm fine. Yeah, so I was always shooting three pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> so, again, assuming Utah and the Blazers are meeting first round, everything's locked in. We're the four, you're the five. CJ's healthy, ready to go. Obviously, Nurk is not. What's your take on the series? That's a bit, that's, I think the biggest key to the series right now is CJ's playing, but is he healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, he's looked pretty good in, in videos. And again, this is, these are just workout videos, three on three and stuff, but he's looked pretty, CJ, pretty CJ's healthy. a really smart guy, you know, just, just personally, he yeah. he's a real smart individual. So, I mean, I know that he's not going to give it a go if he can't give it a go. Yeah. He just married a girl from out here, I believe. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we love Damon CJ, both with Utah ties. Um, I think the more of so I did some research a couple of weeks ago, and home court advantage is only worth about three and a half percent. Um, which I don't know how that works in Britain. It's basically CEOs. nothing. It was based off of home teams win 63% of games. So if you assume the home team wins 63% of the time, blah, blah, blah. And home court advantage is not a big deal as we think it is. Because it's usually the better team wins, which is usually the team with home court. So we just kind of group those into one. Mm-hmm. Is this Obviously based on the four versus five seed or just overall seating? Just overall seating. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I think four it's versus five 63% closer, of the time home yeah. team wins. Um, so in the Jazz Blazers series, I think that can lock up tonight with a Jazz win and a Blazers loss. I think it's locked into four or five. You guys, it would still be who has home court, but. We'll see if that happens. I hope not. But I want you guys to win tonight. I'm always cheering for the Blazers. Thunder fans, I can't do it. Anyway. Um, I'm with you there. <laughs> um, Damien, as I said, can win a game or two on his own, and that scares me. And he can win a game or two in Portland or in Utah, and no one will be surprised. I really think Gobert's, especially because it's Cantor, but not only that, is going to be able to take control of the series and force Damian and CJ to hit mid-range jumpers. I'm not a huge fan of two-guard teams like the Wizards or the Raptors when they had Lowry and DeRozan, or even the Warriors with Clay and Steph before Draymond got there and eventually Katie and whatnot. So that worries me because it's such a jump-shooting team. I'm excited to see Rodney Hood come back. I love Rodney. Him and Donovan Mitchell are super good friends to this day. But... I think the Blazer series plays out a lot like the Jazz Rocket series last year in the sense of Gobert's going to shut down the paint. We're going to play good perimeter defense and we're going to make Damian and CJ make jumpers. And if they make jumpers, like Chris Paul didn't miss a jumper last year, you guys win the series. That's all they, if they do. don't make jumpers, <laughs> you guys are in trouble. So, so you got the series going what? I would lean Jazz in six right now. Um, the Jazz, in the past 13 years, the Jazz have finished tied or one game back of fourth place five different times. 
And all five times, they've either not had the tiebreaker or been one game back, and then they've won the series without home court anyway. That that's just what we do is we finish five and we upset the four. As I said, we've done it five times in the past dozen years. They do peak so, late season. Why not do it again? Hey, hey, do you know Damian Lillard's new nickname? I do not. Logo Lillard. You might want to repaint that court because <laughs> that's a big logo. Hey, and if y'all gonna force them to shoot, man, that's all they go do, yeah. you know. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm you're not a you're not the coach and I'm not the coach, but I mean, I, I'll take Lillard and CJ shooting all day if that's how y'all want to play him. And, you know, I think that's how it play out. As I said, Chris Paul didn't miss last year. The Rockets beat us in five pretty easily. But I looked at the numbers and I feel good about what happened, especially out Rubio. And I think it's the same to the Blazers this year. And so I think Dame will get his. He'll make his shots. But is CJ healthy? And do your role players make shots? Yeah, I mean. you know, could. Being Evan a, Turner looking a lot better. Yeah, being being a you know an avid Blazer fan watching all these games. If if I'm game planning against the Blazers, and you have go, if if I'm Utah right now, I got Gobert in the middle, and I'm game planning against the Blazers. I'm sending, I'm giving Lillard the lane yeah, and forcing him away from the jump shot because in Portland we all know Dame does not get a foul call. He won't get a foul call in the playoffs. You know, not completely, but you know what I'm saying. He he doesn't get oh, that for- respect going to the rim. And with a guy like Gobert that can just eat inside, I'd just say, like, completely take away the perimeter and make them score inside the paint. Yeah, that's going to be dangerous, too, because if Lillard does get those calls and Gobert gets him in foul trouble, so that's that'd be a, over. That'd be a 180-degree turn from for the sure. last Although, <laughs> favors is amazing he's you look at the numbers he's a top 10 rim protector too and that's one of the yeah. big benefits and jazz fans are all up in controversy because we love favors he's been here for a decade now and wild, he's such a good center but we don't have a role for him on this team except for hey play 12 minutes with gobert and then play backup center uh-huh. and so it's weird it's awkward and we just make it work because favors is a really really good center but we have arguably the top two, three center in the league. And so luckily when favors goes out, I mean, when Gobert goes out, the rim protection's still there, get him out. And that's what, that's where we blow out a lot of teams is our bench minutes with favors guarding the rim. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want Gobert in foul trouble. D- does, he it foul, does he foul out at all? Gobert? So I got it pulled up right here. Um, he's really weird. I'd have to double check with numbers on this, but I feel like he either gets five or six fouls a game or zero or one. He doesn't seem to get three to four fouls a lot by the end of the game day, but he's either in foul trouble or he's far away from it. He's fouled out once this year and has 5,012 other games. Okay. Are you worried about Derek Favors back though? I am for sure. It's been a problem off and on for three or four years now. Yeah. And he's never missed extended time, but he's had bad games and miss games very spotty mm-hmm. here or there. And so everything I've heard right now says it's just precautionary. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got Utah in six. Was that correct on your take? Utah six right now. Thoughts and prayers on Nurkic. If he was playing, I would say it's going seven. I don't want to make a prediction because anything can happen in a game seven. Does that mean Blazers? But, you just don't want to admit it? Yeah, because you're only you're only you're only going one more game with us having Nurkic. I would probably lean Blazers in seven. Okay, if okay. Nurkic is I respect healthy. that. All right. 
I respect we that. We forced that on you. You said that. You said that. <laughs> Don't worry. This won't be broadcast. Yeah, he just didn't want to have to say it because he's going to retweet the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, man. I stand by everything I say. And it would be a tough series if it came down to it with Nurkic. But without Nurkic and with the Gobert, Canner, Beef, I, it's hard to pick the Blazers without a their play. As I said, two-guard teams I don't love, but Nurkic was a good enough wing to make it work. Right. And yeah. that's a big hit. And I wish you the best of luck next year and everyone stays healthy. And Thank whatnot. you, man. I appreciate that because we, we have a rough history with injuries here. And we thought we man. we thought we had the green light this year, but uh, basketball gods came back. But uh, I, uh, McCade, I lived in Columbus, Ohio for two years in Ohio <laughs> State campus for six months. I'm a big Greg Oden believer. Yep. So you know, if you, you ever know. need someone to back you up, the Greg Oden would have been a superstar and her guy. All right, <laughs> maybe this offseason we'll bring you on for that take. <laughs> but I love uh, Greg Oden. I think he's awesome, and I think the Blazers made the right call going Oden over Durant, just because it didn't work out. That's unfortunate, but I think they made the right decision. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> it is, especially with injuries. Yeah. Well, McCade, uh, we want to thank you for taking time out and joining us today. Uh, it looks like we'll probably be seeing you in the playoffs. So hopefully if you got time this next week or, or next week or two, we'll call you back and get, get some more insight when, uh, you know, I'll be when it's tied up two two or something like that. Hmm. Absolutely. All right, I'll man. Be, thank, thanks again for joining us. We got what you want. We got what you need. All right, so that was McCade Pearson, a Utah Jazz fan down in Salt Lake City. Uh, find him on Twitter, M-C-C-A-D-E-P-8 on Twitter. So we've talked to two Jazz fans today, one uh, reporter, one fan. Both of them have Jazz in six. Wang, are you as mad about that as I am? I'm not mad. It's just more <laughs> the fact that let's I'm just, upset. <laughs> as Drake would say, <laughs> nah. I mean, I understand their their fan perspective. We got our own fan perspectives, um, but yeah, I, I just think our pers- four every but, series, right? Right, and I think our perspective is obviously going to be more better because when it's nothing, it's a little biased. But um, no, I you know I respect that. They think they're six, but I think it's six our way. So, <laughs> right. um, I mean, I like, you know, McCade Pearson. He was cool. Thanks for coming on. Um, seems like his second favorite team is the Blazers. He seems like he knows a lot about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, really talks up to our players, Dame and yeah. CJ. Mm-hmm. Um, cool cat. I, I just don't know about his, uh, his, his take on how to play Dame and CJ. Because if oh. he's going to let us shoot. I was yeah. just going to mention that. You know, we taking that all yeah. day long. But, yeah, you got to force him into the key and make the refs make the call. Yeah. Because they haven't done it so far. But if you're going to be like, you know, let, let's let's give them the shot. Yeah. They're going to take the shot. Yeah. And Dame's in his, well, I don't know, his third home. Portland's his second home. You know, Utah's probably his third home. Mm-hmm. He's going to feel comfortable. Yep. CJ is going to be well-rested mm-hmm. <laughs> after being off for a while. He's going to want to prove himself again. Yep. Uh, if you give them jumpers, you're giving up 120 points. Right, <laughs> right. And that's just going back to that matchup with Dame and CJ both combined for 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And McKay also, I got to quote him. He said, Dame is the most pure shot maker in the NBA. I like yeah. that. That's huge. Sounds like a Blazers fan. He had Dame at eighth best time right now, NBA, NBA player. Yeah, eight, so. eight, which is about where all the MVP races and stuff have him, eighth, ninth. Yeah. Uh, so he's pretty pretty close on with that. So that's going to wrap it up 
for us here in the Blazer Gang podcast this week. Wang, would you sit down, please? You distracted <laughs> the hell out of me. Uh, but uh, make sure you guys are checking out blazergonian.com. We got merchandise going up on there. But if you're like me and you can't shop in person, check out Cultural Blends there in the Lloyd Center. They're going to have all our merchandise ready to go for the playoffs. You're going to want to be seen in that stuff. Nurk, Cantor, all the guys are loving it. Make sure you grab yourself a shirt. Uh, follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While you're at it, go ahead and give Portland Inc. a follow as well because they're supporting us, so we want to support them. Like and subscribe to all of that. Subscribe to our podcast. Rate us on there. Let us know what you think. Uh, we want to give a, a shout-out to Eric Woodyard uh, from Deseret News and McCade Pearson from uh, his personal Twitter <laughs> for meeting with us and uh, and talking Blazer jazz basketball. Shout-out to Young Jordan for the music. Check him out on Spotify. Y-U-N-G Jordan uh, and our producers doing all the work Brian and Derek mm-hmm. today getting us set up all that troubleshooting Henry V events for the studio and equipment every week Killer Burger for keeping us fed and as always Rip City on the ass, ass.